Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. So, hi guys, welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Get Stuff Done. Uh, with me, Richard Crawford Small. Um, we are, well, up to about episode 12 now, which is absolutely fantastic. And thank you very much for staying with us and thank you very much for your continued support. Um, I'd love you to maybe give us a little bit of a review. Five stars is always appreciated. Bit of feedback as well is always a gift. Um, it's the only way I really know how well received what we're doing is, is through the feedback and, and the wonderful comments that I get from you guys. So please keep that up. Um, it's always a source of, of great joy when I get a message from you guys saying how much you enjoy what we're talking about. So it's been an interesting, um, you know, period of time i guess we're here if you're listening to this in in the future it's wednesday the 29th of april 2020 uh it's 1618 and i'm sat in my uh fortress of solitude my office um where i seem to have spent the majority of april um helping people out um doing the business um and and working through what's been you know, the, the lockdown period in the UK, it's been incredibly challenging. It's been, um, tiring. Um, lots and lots of mixed emotions. And, um, when I sort of pressed record on this, um, podcast, my, my plan was to talk to you about something completely different. But do you know what? I'm going to explore this because a lot of, um, things I've been sort of involved in recently, people have been asking about evergreen content and also, and, and, and as a result, not really been speaking about um, COVID, the COVID-19, you know, quarantine lockdown period in any, in any real depth. Um, and I'm going to change that. I'm going to talk about that because this has been an incredibly challenging time um, for a lot of people. And how it's impacted uh, me has been, I suppose, you know, really what I can really talk about. Um so I've been dealing with, um, you know, medical professionals for, you know, for 15 odd years and we've never seen anything like this. And I think the, the stresses and the strains that has been put on people have been very, very different. So if you think about it as there's been three kind of phases to the way that this, um, has, has manifested itself in a sense with, with my client base. Um, first one was, you know, all of a sudden, um, a sense of panic because the, we went into lockdown, therefore all of the businesses have to shut. Now, if you're dealing with what people one to one, face to face, um, the business, your business closed, which is going to generate massive amounts of fear, anxiety, overwhelm. You not know what's going to be going on. How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to keep the lights on? How am I going to help feed my family? Everybody had those, those feelings. I had exactly the same thing. My massive concern was, well, will, am I suddenly going to be seen as, um, you know, a, a luxury, you know, business, business advice, support, sales and marketing advice? Am I going to be seen as a luxury? Am I going to be turned off at the point where I can really 
actually prove my worth beyond all measure and help my clients through all of this, you know, are they all suddenly going to panic and, and switch it off? We had all of this sort of stuff. Then things start to calm down a little bit. We understand that we words like furlough and quarantine and you know, lockdown get get thrown around. Unprecedented is a word that's used an awful lot. Um, I've been trying to find a different word than unprecedented, but funnily enough, actually unprecedented is one of those words that describes exactly what's going on. So I have been unsuccessful in my my attempts to find a replacement word for pre- unprecedented. I've also been un- unsuccessful in finding a replacement word for webinar. Um, it's a word I've been, you know, it's been around for bloody years. And when you say sort of like webinar to people now, it's like my mind goes to some sort of like, oh, great, some sort of like boring town hall meeting. But actually now webinars hugely, hugely valuable. So, you know, those words are sort of coming into it. And we've got into this kind of strange sort of rhythm of normality. Um, and then the third phase is obviously is there going to be preparation for coming out of the lockdown period. And so I'm going to you know, talk about that and, to, you know, to give some sort of value to people who are listening to this, you know, way back when, you know, tune in if you're, you know, four years down the road and we survived all of this. Um, because there's a lot we can learn from all of this. And, you know, the first thing I sort of learned about in, is, you have is about handling people's emotional state before you can help them make any kind of decisions whatsoever. And I've, this is it kind of not much really changed for me because when I deal with a client is generally they find me and something's not quite right. There's something gone wrong. Sometimes it's gone badly wrong. They might be in some sort of business death spiral where they're not making any money. They're racking up debt. There's something gone wrong. So I have to quieten down the reptile brain, the amygdala, as uh, as you call it, you know, the the little fight or flight mechanism that's sat there firing off. And until and it, that bit shuts down everything else, you can see my pop psychology coming out here. But it, it closes everything else. I, it, it prevents me from being heard. So the first thing I need to do is we need to get a quick win. And if it's money, I need to make them some money quickly. If it's um you know, some sort of asset that we need to create. I need to put them in touch with someone to create that. So we, we deal with the initial problem and get that dealt with. And once that's done, then things start to calm down and we can start to use the, the neocortex and we can start to think more creatively about things. We can start to think more about the, the defining the solutions that's going to get us out of the shit. Um I mean, this is exactly the same process that my coach Karen did with me, you know, a couple of years ago, helped me quieten my brain down so I could find the strategies that will take us to the next level. And out of that, you know, aesthetic entrepreneurs was was born and also, you know, things like this, the podcast that we're listening to. So once we've gone through those sorts of phases, then we can start to create sort of key strategies. Um, And there's still but there's still elements of fear and one of the things I've been most proud of with you know, the guys I've been working with is their creativity and their ability to adapt to changing situations. And this isn't natural for a lot of you know, medical professionals, which sounds quite strange considering that you know, changing um, environments and changing situations is essentially what they deal with for a living. But it's drawing the parallel between what's happening from a sort of medical emergency to actually kind of a business process creativity still needs to be used it still needs to you know be allowed to step forward 
so that um you know that that process that creative process um has has to win so yeah so it's been um you know incredibly challenging here we are sort of day 60 something of of lockdown and from from a personal point of view when i came into this um i thought right you know my my business and myself we're not going to be be the same again i was fortunate in that I'm able to work remotely. I was able to work from home. I have been, you know, for many, many years working from home. And also very fortunate that my clients trusted me and continued to, you know, essentially invest in themselves through me. Um, and actually, we've been very successful in raising the profile of such entrepreneurs because it's, we're here helping. And, you know, we've built built lots of goodwill by doing what we always said to do is, you know, we cre- create, uh, we add value and um, build relationships and those relationships convert into trust in the sense that we have clients. So, you know, we're doing the same things as I tell, teach my clients to do. And as a result, you know, people are starting to win um, and making and making money during a, a period of time, which is frankly incredible. Um, you know, I can't think of any other words other than that incredible. You know, the world has taken a big swift kick in the nuts and financially and in a humanitarian level as well, an economic level. Um, I think, you know, as a as an economic depression is going to take a a little bit of time to bounce back out of this. But if you're listening to this and you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, um, there's a couple of things I want you to think about is you can't have you have no control over that whatsoever. You can just focus on what you can control. And it's a beautiful little thing I want you to think about is you have a problem. Can you fix it? If the answer is yes, then don't worry about it. You have a problem. Can you fix it? If the answer is no, then don't worry about it. So therefore, any problem that presents itself to you, you don't need to worry about. You you can't control it. Get on with what you can control. And if you can control it, then do so. Simplification of messaging is, is, is my thing. So there we go. So. So what does what does the future hold? What, what What is the next step in all of this? Well, there's one big thing that I'm going to going to share with you. And I'm not going to go on too long today because, you know, um, I've realized that my my wonderful podcasts when they're around sort of 30 to 40 minutes, that's the kind of optimum time for them. So what I'm going to share with you is a kind of a, a thing that we want to take into account. And that's a change in market dynamics. Now, I've been doing some sessions called R&R, which is renew and rebuild sessions, where I've been basically helping practitioners for, for free to jump onto Zoom and I talk to them about, you know, certain things and how they can kind of make a bit of money now, how they can reset their business for the future and also how they can help maintain the momentum going forward. And it's a response to a basic a change in market dynamics. Now, it wasn't that long ago that they were a kind of People in the sector made their money through face to face. So business was generated one to one. It was quite reactive. So someone would walk in, say, I want this, this and this. And then that's what they'd get. Um, It was treatment focused. So lots of stories about treatments and products and services. Um, Everybody prized numbers. Everybody was kind of like, you know, yeah, look at my Instagram. I've got 14,000 followers or whatever. Um, and it was influencer marketing that kind of generated it. You know, the pouty selfie was like was king. 
Um, and that's what was, you know, that's essentially what drove the business. Fast forward that one month, you flip that four weeks and all of a sudden everything has changed. Now you can't make money face to face. So you're having to do it online. And that means one to many. By its definition, it means it's promoting and up communicating one to many. You can't be reactive because no one's knocking on the door saying, can I have this? So it's being proactive. It's providing solutions to people um, in a proactive way. Things that they might not be aware of. It's, you know, getting out there and putting yourself out there, um, which is generating the revenue, doing the kind of um, Facebook Live product demos and having Zoom calls. All these things is what's generating income for people. Um, it's experience focused, not treatment focused. So you can't talk about, you know, if you can't provide a treatment, then yeah, you can talk about it to a degree. But really, it's talking about yourself, your vision, your values, your culture, philosophy, all of these things is setting the scene when people, you know, are, are getting used to learning again. You know, people are ex- really experiencing, um, you know, digital, sometimes for the very, very first time in this depth. Um, you know, my father-in-law, um, you know, him and his guy have just, you know, he's, he's nearly 80, smashing Zoom, you know, really into it and helping him communicate um, to, you know, his friends and his business business colleagues. Um, engagement is key. So it's engagement rather than numbers. Vanity metrics of 14,000 people on your Facebook page are irrelevant. Pale in comparison next to our Facebook group with a thousand people in it and actually during this process i removed 28 percent of them so i went took the group down by you know company close to 300 people um who weren't really engaged or getting involved so i wanted engagement that was the key and um leadership so leadership is high more highly prized than um influence so Eight o'clock, people are being um, praised and saluted and clapped and applauded. You know, healthcare workers in the UK at 8 p.m. on every every uh, Thursday are being held up and recognised as being role models, um, which is fantastic because that's exactly how it should be, as opposed to pouty selfies and vapid influencers driving this marketplace. Sorry if you're one of those. I apologise, but hey, tough. So, so those are the things that change him. And so if you're considering this and looking at it, thinking, right, well, from here on, you know, I'm one to many. I'm proactive. I'm talking about experiences and what I can provide me as a person. I'm engaged. I'm going to engage each and every single person in my who comes into my um, into my my world. And I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to demonstrate leadership. And you're in a much, much stronger position when, you know, we come out of out of lockdown. But even if you're listening to this in 2050, those principles don't change. That's how businesses are built. That's how good, strong businesses are built by, you know, looking at changing dynamics in the marketplace, reacting to them one to many, being proactive, talking about experiences, being engaging as hell and demonstrating leadership. And that's how all of this works. So. So you should really, really focus on those kind of things. So, um, 
yeah, so it's been it's been a real interesting um, <laughs> few few weeks, really. Um, you know, from, from an aesthetic entrepreneur's point of view, we have um, really pivoted. Actually, we had our kind of physical event, our get shit done days um, that we couldn't obviously do. We had to cancel those, but we switched immediately to going on to an online event. We did it in three hours, myself and um, and uh, and Rick uh, Rick O'Neill, who um, I'm going to introduce you to now. So I um, do a thing called Data 8, uh, which is uh, every Thursday in the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Facebook group, I go live. Um, and sometimes it's just like streams of consciousness, a little bit like maybe this podcast has been. Um, and sometimes it's actually quite structured and quite um, quite engaging. No, it's engaging most of the time, but sometimes it's more structured. So what I want to share with you now is a, 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 a snippet of... Um, the data eight that I did with um, Rick O'Neill, who um, was my guest on uh, an episode last week. Now, I've known Rick for many, many years. Rick is a um, an incredible digital marketer. Um, he is absolute a game. Um, he's been in the in the digital world for, you know, for many, many years. And I met him actually um, when we were doing the whole sort of like crypto uh, events, crypto world. So Rick was involved in that. He was doing um creating uh, marketing campaigns for uh, businesses that were doing initial coin offerings as we were doing one at the time. And Rick was quite, you know, very, very supportive of, of the Cosmocoin um, project. And um, yeah, we, we kind of met, he did a presentation talking about how, you know, his agency, how basically no one, no one in crypto was an expert. They were, and it's true, we weren't, none of us were experts, um, but some had more insight than others. And I really kind of resonated with his presentation. I really liked the way he, did it in his approach so we went and had a chat and he sort of asked he said well, what do i do what was i doing and i gave my product pitch is hey they were taking the first ever um cosmetic surgery uh did, did, did sort of first ever digital token to the cosmetic surgery sector and he kind of had this little wry grin and i said you know what's so funny as well actually one of the other things we do is we do digital marketing for cosmetic surgery so it's like the only other person in the world who I felt fully understood crypto tech and um, the aesthetics market. And, you know, there we are. And I met him in a presentation that actually I was umming and ahhing about whether I actually went to or not. So it's amazing. You know, sometimes, the you know, the, the universe conspires to to put two people together. Um, we do look alike. We actually look like a negative. So he is bald with a beard as well. Um only he's he's a he's a paler version of me. We are like brothers from another mother, but we get on incredibly well. And I think that comes across in this um, podcast in the um, data eight interview we did. So um, I'm going to leave you to enjoy it. It's quite good fun. Um, and if you're listening again, if you're listening to this um, and you're thinking about what's going to be happening in the future, I want you to take take this with you is just relax. Because there's nothing that you can, can do to control what's going on out there. All you can do is focus on what's going on in here. And I'm pointing to my head at this point. So if you need support, you know where we are. Reach out for it. You can drop me uh, an email. If you just email Richard at rcsconsulting.co.uk. That's my personal email. It comes straight to me. Um, you can find me on Facebook um, just R, or, yeah, or Instagram, r underscore Crawford Small. Uh, or just uh, search Richard Crawford's morning on Facebook, find me and PM me and I will help you. 
I will give you access to the R&R session. Uh, I'll give you some tips and tricks. I, I will help you as much as I can. Um, and um, it, hopefully and hopefully that will provide some some good value and good support for you. It's all I can do. So anyway, let me uh, with no further ado. This is the uh, data eight from uh, a couple of weeks ago with my good, good friend, Rick O'Neill. Enjoy. And one thing I need to point out uh, is that um, we uh, I ran a co caption competition in Aesthetic Entrepreneurs where there was a, a, a an image of me. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that when you do like a Facebook Live and then you you um, download, you, you post a Facebook Live and some reason Facebook cho chooses the worst possible image of you that you can possibly can possibly find. You know, someone at Facebook who has that job of just finding really weird images to use the kind of the the place holding image. Um, so I had one and I ran a caption competition um, in Aesthetic Entrepreneurs for it. And um, we kick off uh, talking about the caption competition. Um, and you may hear me talking about a prick. Uh, the prick I'm referring to is myself, not Rick. So we start off this um, data eight uh, talking about this caption competition uh, in a set of entrepreneurs. So enjoy it. Just thought I'd give you some context there. Otherwise, the first couple of minutes might not make an awful lot of sense. He's a prick. Um, <laughs> he's a proper prick. So, um, but yeah, it gave it gave some good you know, good fodder for a kind of caption competition. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but thank you very much for everyone who entered. Um, for me, there were two absolute standouts. Um, <laughs> one was actually yours. So, you know, looking at that, I think, bite the pillow, you must, going in dry, I am. Going in dry, I am. Yes. <laughs> you can actually do the voice as well. I'm not sure if that's cool or tragic, but somewhere. I've got young kids. It has to be done. Yeah, I've got. You know, if I did that, they wouldn't speak to me. I can do a Harrison Ford as well, if you like. Go on then. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Uh, yeah, right. kind of not bad. No, I right. don't do impressions. Yoda's oh, better, just because I can't. Yeah, Yoda's better. So, <laughs> okay, so we've got that one, but it's good. And even if it got it got the most likes, but you're part of the team, so I can't actually give you the award anyway. That's fine. I'm yeah. not upset. But the, the 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 absolute fucking standout is Anna McFarlane. Ah, who knew felching was a thing? <laughs> right now, actually, I don't actually think it's the funniest one. But the fact that she has like literally just gone there, yeah. you know, yeah. used that particular yeah. people. They go, oh, I wonder what that means. Googling it which makes it doubly horrific because I actually knew what it was. <laughs> yes, Navy and rugby player. I kind of know what that is because um, it's in rugby songs, et cetera, et cetera. She's a wonderful, bubbly, crazy Kiwi. Um, so her cup doesn't surprise me. But um, I mean, I yeah. thought I'd push the boundaries with that gif, but then. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I saw that not. pop up. I didn't know quite know what to do. I didn't know whether or not I should delete it. <laughs> um, show my <laughs> horror. But, yeah. It, it, it didn't get as many points. But, Interestingly, um, it, it didn't trigger any keyword alerts in the group, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> no, 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 none whatsoever. That was quite funny. So Facebook's kind of okay with it, I guess. Yeah, so and we, so are you, apparently. You're the moderator. Oh yeah, you know, it's, I think it's, it's absolutely fine. So, Anna, congratulations. Well done. You have Yay. won 
a signed book and a free coaching call. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I'll throw some other bits and pieces in there as well. Guess what? Um, Guess what? She also gets a free coaching call with me on digital. Oh, that's really kind of you. Well done. So, yeah, so you, you, you know, bravery, bravery wins. Uh, yeah, and uh, the fact that I've had half a glass of wine already. Oh, yeah, and dropping felching in there, so that wins as well. Drop some felching in, you're always yeah. going to get your coaching. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. Happy uh, Thursday. So, we also now know that um, we're on lockdown for another three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Lockdown live. Mm-hmm. I feel like this week I've done and I'm doing that many webinars and lives and things and I can't leave the house. It's like being on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I actually, uh, it's weird. Not an awful lot has actually changed for me. No, I've the, been practicing for this for years. <laughs> it's just the intensity has, has gone yeah. up. And, um, you know, I, I loved, um, there was a, actually, while, while you're talking, I'm going to see if I can find it. But um, Sonny put a brilliant uh, image in the in the group earlier of the uh, you know the, the two different types of people: the guy who is it the celebrity who was sort of crying on the floor, and then the hundred year old man who's literally just raised ten million for the Absolute NHS. Um, it's actually fifteen million now. Fifteen? Is it really? Yep. yep. Absolutely Bloody mental. Hell. Heading for sixteen million. That's incredible. It's an absolute ledge. Yeah. Apparently and the Prime Minister is trying to work out the best way to recognise him, you know. Uh, well, give him an, give him an, a, a, an immediate knighthood. Make him a sir. Come on. Yeah, yeah, do it now, because he's kind of like, you know, you don't want to leave it too long. Um, you know, you get a letter from... Here he is. Oh, yeah. Is that Sam Smith? I have no... Uh, well, you tell me. I'm not... Yeah, it is, and you have to call him they. Really? Oh, right, OK. Which is Got not you. even grammatically correct, because there's only one of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not going there, but um, yeah, it's just uh, Trev. Two day, two ways to do a COVID nineteen lockdown. One is celebrity, huge following, making a right tit of himself. Absolutely. I didn't even know this this was going on. What's then, he crying about now then? Um, Did somebody call him him? I don't know, maybe he took his sunglasses off and saw his trousers. Oh, for fuck's sake! Did he get dressed in the dark? Anyway. We'll be we'll be gentle, but um, see yeah. that post. That post is from yesterday, and it's five million. Today, it's nearly sixteen. Sixteen million. That is yeah. absolutely fantastic. I think what a legend. What a legend. What a legend. Different so, different generation. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I think it reminds me. You know, when you're a hundred, you get a letter from the Queen. You right. also you also get one if you've been married for sixty years. It's your diamond anniversary, and mine, Nan and Granddad, my late nan and granddad they were married for over 60 years and on their 60th anniversary their postman who was just sort of been their postie for years came in the house without knocking kind of thing um like you did he walked into the kitchen through the uh, dining room and he shouted out here tony i've got a letter here for you from the queen and this is my granddad. My granddad was Italian from Naples. His name's Antonio, um, but everyone called him Tony. And he was looking out into the garden with his back to the postman. Mm. And without even flinching, he just went, oh, yeah, what's she want then? <laughs> <laughs> Always makes me laugh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> just like, yeah, actually, my, um, my great 
grandparents they got the letter from the queen they did a they did sort of 60 years um as well so um yeah, that's amazing yeah well i don't imagine i'll be getting a letter from the queen <laughs> yeah and not not you know just because well she is 95 so the chances of her being around is very very slim oh i see what you so, mean right? yeah yeah no not i wasn't don't go what yeah just like a bit hard. Like, this, this yeah. is how amy found out planning <laughs> planning ahead <laughs> 59 and done yeah see ya out. Yes, I'm off. Peace. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, while we're just sitting here, just wittering away, uh, anybody, um, are we going to talk about felching um, from <laughs> Helen? Um, after 10 no. p.m.? No, well, maybe not. Maybe after the bottle of this, we can have a, you know, well, maybe we should. Um, we're, there's quite a few medically minded people in the wow. group. So, you know. Um, I mean, I'm Brighton. I've seen it all before. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... I'm sure it's I've been there. I'm just thinking about some of the mess parties on HMS Montrose, and I'm sure it's happened there. Oh yeah, yeah, clearly. We all know. We all know about along the Navy. With, along with devil worshipping. Yeah, and a bit of that. Mm. That was quite funny. Anyway, so um, we we'll do sort of a quick weekly roundup. So, so we know, yeah, we're we're back in lockdown for three another three weeks. Um, at least. at least, I th- I get the feeling that we're probably going to sort of do, I think, probably another five, maybe, I think we'll be starting to emerge. Five from now, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had in my mind six weeks from now. Okay. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll say three today and then another mm. three in three weeks' time. Yeah, and then that should kind of be it. But that um, other three could involve some lessening of some bits of it. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Like I think school you- going back, maybe. Oh God, please! Can that yeah. happen? Please, oh, you know, it's it's this is not this isn't what I thought adulthood would be like. If I'm honest, um, <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I hid from my pe- I hid from the adults. Yeah. Right now, apparently, weirdly, I have to hide from my kids. Yes. Why do you think I spent so much money on this garden office? <laughs> this is this is my fortress of solitude. <laughs> yeah. It's like now I know why Superman has a little place in the Arctic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck this, I'm off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so yeah, so it's a kind of a thing. I suppose it's because you know times have changed. I guess anyway, we're going to too much about that. But yeah, we've got another um, three weeks, definitely. Probably another two to three weeks after that. Um, I've been advising people to start to book people back in. Yeah, um, you know, some people are booking people back in after the May bank holiday, which I think is probably a nice place to start. But at least yeah. it gets that momentum going. And also, you, you're, I think there's a great opportunity here for people to actually fill the diary for when yeah. the doors open. Absolutely. Have you seen that gif of all the women running down the street? And mm. it says, like, footage of when the... That's how it's going to be. Um, mm. So I, w- I would be having that gif on my booking page, on my website, <laughs> next to the form. That's a very good idea. There you go, guys. Do it. Um, just or do a screen record from your pop, pop it up on your phone, on your iPhone. Do a screen record and yeah. you can capture the whole thing. Or, or send in. that send that video or that GIF on WhatsApp mm. to your regulars with a link to the booking form and say, you know, true story. There's going to be a rush. Yeah. It's a great idea because I think it's 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 one of the strange things around. You know, if you're a social commentator, if you like, you know, we look at the internet a lot. We look at certain parts of the internet more than others. Um, That's your business. At, yeah. Well, Anna it's free. Anna, 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 Anna free clearly at looks at. Yeah. <laughs> Anna clearly watches that a lot. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a niche area. But it's but it's interesting because things like that, gifts and memes, are they're social commentary. Yeah. And it's almost like a bit of a temperature check on how the you know how people are feeling. So Absolutely. if your clients are posting things like that, they're signalling their intent. They're signalling that. Yeah. You know, I mean, either, to... either that was a really clever hair salon that created it, or mm. it's from someone who's fed up with their their roots are showing. They mm. need their brows doing. They've got the tash on the top lip, and they're thinking, "Shit, I need to get back down the beach." Sort this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I Botox think... is worn off. I picked it up from um, Australia, an Australian group that I've yeah. been. I was invited to join, um, so I'm talking to Australia tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. So it's the Kiwis last week, it's Aussies tomorrow morning. Um, I love it. Go yeah, on. it's great. Purely, purely interna- pure international aesthetic entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So yeah, so when your clients, so there was a few sort of comments about when's the appropriate time. Obviously, you know, humanitarian issues, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If the market's telling you that they want to book in because they are wanting to have that, at least that certain element of normality yeah. to, to hook onto. And this, even though, you know, there are elements and parallels to this of me being at sea, some of the kind of things, how I feel and seven months deployments, or whatever, you always wanted a certain element of normality to it. So people would send you, you know, things from home, tea bags, that kind of stuff. So little taste of home. But also, you pick something when you got back that you were going to do. Yeah. So this is why, you know, sailors used to spend ridiculous amounts of money on cars. Because it's like you spend seven months looking at car magazines. Pick the one you want. And when you got back, that's the one that you bought, regardless of whether you could afford it or not. I did it with motorcycles. So you buy a really expensive motorbike, third-party fire-off insurance, crash it, and then spend the next few years paying it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds a little reasonable. So these guys are probably in the same kind of thing. They're looking at themselves, they're seeing what's going on, the you know, the the, the wrinkles are starting to come back. We I mean, look at that bad boy, he's coming back, you know. <laughs> Kelly, I'm looking forward to having that sorted when we come when we you know lockdown's finished. And um yeah. I think that's right. I think out, there's bosh. basically there is pent up demand. There we go. For, for lots of things. Um, you know, there is always demand and there is always supply. That is the market. And at the moment mm-hmm. that a lot of that and most of that demand in this market is pent up. It can't go anywhere, but it will yeah. big time. Yeah. And they're, they're making a list already. They're making a list. And it's as long it as you're on, they're checking it twice. <laughs> they're going to see who's naughty and nice. Yeah. And they're going to, they want, they want to come in. They want to get done. So yeah. I, I think it's... the only, if you're being responsible, the only thing I would personally pause at the moment is, you know, proper cold, push marketing yeah yeah i think if when it comes to your regulars and people that already follow you that's their fair game and if and it and the temperature check seems to be saying uh we want this as soon as we can Mm -hmm. and we want to talk about it and think about it and see what's possible and have a video chat about it and buy some at-home products whilst we're here um that seems to be what it's saying so therefore give it to them and Give them what they want. Yeah, so I would call that pull marketing. There's push mm. marketing, there's pull marketing. The the push stuff that's cold, I would pause because mm. there you're you're targeting people and you don't know what their situation is. And you if someone's just lost yeah. their job or they're furloughed or the business has gone tits, the last thing they want is aesthetic adverts yeah. and cold emails and cold texts and mm. what have you. That's 
not appropriate. But if if they're already following you or they're already a regular or they're on Google searching for it, then you want to be there. So I think when it's pull, they are doing the pull, they're initiating the search or the engagement, then yeah, 100%, fair game. You're just solving problems, you're fulfilling uh, a need as opposed to stimulating and getting conversation, totally. Um, Yolandi's just uh, posted to say she has a waiting list of clients wanting to book in. Yolandi, I'd say go one step further and actually physically book them in and take a deposit because, you know, what you can do off, off this is, wouldn't it be great to know that once lockdowns open you know because obviously you've not furloughed because you're still marketing that you have revenue sat there you could almost pre- predict forecasts to the to the pound pretty much what revenue what your minimum revenue is going to be so if you've Absolutely. got them booked in and also these are the highest valued appointments that you're going to have this year yeah it's opened up and literally the first two weeks are pure gold so get them booked in take the money yeah. pop it in the bank and because the other thing is also is you're going to get swamped. You don't want this going off 24 all the time. Can right. I book in? Can I book in? Can I book in? Can I book in? Just take charge of it now. Get I it think that's absolutely right. I, what I would do if I was running a clinic, uh, which heaven forbid never happens because people will die. Um, is, <laughs> but what I would do is, and what, what I do with my business is, is if you can plan that day, plan that period of time. Mm. And okay, we don't know how long the lockdown is going to be, but you can move it forward and move everybody with you. You Just push it along a bit. But wouldn't it be amazing if you had a waiting list Mm. from day one? And wouldn't it be quite a cool idea to create uh, like a big, profitable, holistic post-COVID treatment package, which people book into the second it's over, right? And you want to get on that list and you want to be in the diary for the post-COVID overhaul to absolutely sort you out and stop you looking like an absolute munter. Then (laughs) then you pay your money, you get on the list, and off we go. Yeah. Got a bush like a 70s art movie. (laughs) (laughs) Laser hair removal machines are going to be like exploding. Yeah. Overwork. (laughs) So, um, yeah, because I... I have my lockdown, my lockdown beard. You guys probably haven't noticed yet. It's it's getting fuller. Yeah, this is probably yeah three, four, yeah three and a half weeks of of not of uncontrolled growth. Um, another four weeks is going to be fair old set on it. Um, I may I may join you, but as I've explained, yeah, it's Saffron, not popular. She she stops. Doing favours for me when I go hobo. Stops quality time. Special cuddles are out the window uh, when, okay. when I go hobo. Uh, okay, yeah. I have the, the opposite. I get uh, praised. Oh, I see. For when I have a uh, a more hirsute look. Hirsute. <laughs> 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 nice. So, um, so actually, we should do a sweepstake because I've got a question for everybody. Right? Is how much? What What will be the weight in tonnage? of hair going to be removed from the human yeah. population in the UK the first week after lockdown, you know, just what, you know, how many metric tons of hair one metric will be, fuck ton. will be swept up into, and how do you dispose of hair? Do you just like, do you chuck it in the bin? They don't, they use it. Uh, a lot of them collect it and donate it to uh, cancer wards and things and for wig makers. Okay. 
So a, there's a beer sort of wig maker bonanza yeah. going on then. Interesting. Okay. Well, if anybody's got any more insight into that, I'm quite interested. How does uh, how does um, how does that work? See, uh, so, Helen, so Helen's got a small waiting list. Yeah. Good. She also in. says she loves a big beard. So do it, do it, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Be there. The only the only bit that annoys is I've, I've actually got a beard code now because I, I eBay I ordered it off uh, Amazon. Is it gets too long? I have to, you have to comb. Well, you, you um, do you oil your beard? I I oil and balm. Yeah. And when when the tash gets long enough, I actually do uh, wax it a little bit just to get it out of. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but at um, Aesthetic Medicine Live, I got stuck at a stand, and they were really doing the hard sell on some beard oils. I didn't buy really? them in the end, but yeah, oh yeah, like she even grabbed my arm and wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> okay, that was hard like, wow. selling. Wow, yeah, it didn't work. And were they good? Well, the oil was decent. I tried some. Yeah. Okay. But I've I've never used it before, so I didn't really know the difference. Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, it, it, I think it really does help. Um, just softens it, but a good comb out as well actually helps. But um, the some of the hard, some of the hard sells not too bad. The one that I, I refer about kind of you know know your audience is when I was accosted walking through Euston Station by the guy giving away shampoo samples. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I was just in one of those really shitty, flippant moods that I have every now and again, where it's just like, right, I'm going to educate this fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he got an honest education. He really wished he hadn't stopped me after a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have those moods every now and again. Uh, such a hipster. I try. It's got, oh, apparently it's got to be over 16 centimetres length. Oh, okay. Weeks. So there are um, clearly um, standards. Oh, good. It's a 16 centimetres. It's quite long. That's quite long hair. Mm. I mean, I've got nothing like that anywhere. Yeah, 16 centimetres is definitely that long, isn't it? About there. Yeah. It's about 160 mil. Yeah, yeah, definitely about that. Yeah. Um, Then uh, webinars three and four are all about social media, but split into two parts. So the first one is content strategies Mm. specifically to uh, aesthetics and the second part is all about engagement how do you get it how do they measure it how does the algorithm work so therefore what you need to do um and the detail of all of that so that's coming up uh which should be good it's going out to a couple of thousand people how many of them show up remains to be seen but It'll be interesting. <laughs> it was all a bit last minute to get the details out for tomorrow's. So, yeah, my mum's going, so that's good. Oh, that's good. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I can I can be there. Um, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, I'll we'll finish with the Aussies by then, so I'll pop in, pump then, some then questions in. Of course. So, uh, a really nice guy called Hamid, who's one of the business consultants, is going to be moderating and doing the Q and A's. Hamid Ayub. Yes. And yeah. Give him so, my regards. Oh, sure. Um, so he's going to be doing the moderating for me and asking all the questions. Um, then what else has been going on? I've, I've launched the done for you service models, mm-hmm. um, which according to a recent poll, 96% of people really want. So I built them because they were asked for. Um, so until Friday night, there's a wait, a wait list. Mm-hmm. Open to get on them. Um, should we have a? Do you want to have a look? 
Yes, please. Yeah, talk. Yeah. So, so one of the, I think, um, if you're, if you've been living on the moon, then I have to tell you that, you know, Rick is, looks after the A City Entrepreneurs Digital Grouping, uh, grouping, group. Um, We're a grouping. And, um, yeah, to get you digitally sorted, we asked the question, who would like it done for you or what kind of, um, you know, solutions would you want? As you say, 96 came back and said, uh, for a very reasonable fee, we'd like you to do it for us. Um, So here we go. Um, Yeah, so I hadn't worked it out completely when I ran this poll, but what it did tell me is that I should have run this poll before we built all those courses. Um, Because although people say they want to do it themselves, it's not always Mm. the case. They'd rather just delegate it. And I actually think that's correct. Because, I mean, I'm not about to learn aesthetics anytime soon. Because I don't do that. And I think for the same reason, it makes sense that you guys focus on what you're really good at, run your businesses and outsource all the headache stuff like digital. Because digital can be really irritating. It's quite frustrating work sometimes. So it's just something that... It's bitty, it's fragmented, it's technical. Software doesn't always work. There's Mm -hmm. glitches, it's hard. And, you know... It's when it it works, it's brilliant. Yeah, when, it, yeah. it, it, when it inexplicably stops working and you haven't done anything, yes, that's when it's like people you, know, you run out of your depth really, really quickly. You know, nine times out of ten, it's all fine. Like, oh, well, we don't need to pay all this sort of money, and then one thing will break in your self-developed, put-together yeah. website, and you haven't got a clue what to do. You have to dig into the code to fix it because some plugin was updated that you didn't know about, and it screwed your website up. That's where Absolutely. people earn their money. Absolutely, and I think. I was explaining to somebody earlier, like obviously uh, all of your qualifications for your medical careers, your aesthetic qualifications, that's hundreds and thousands of hours that Mm. go into it. And it's the same for me. I I think I've, I think I'm up to nearly 30,000 hours of digital practice, right? Yeah. What was it? Is that um, Malcolm Gladwell? And he, is it the outlier? Which book is it? Is it outliers? Yeah. He he says the, in the tipping point, he says the measurement for when you're an expert is 10,000 hours of purposeful practice. Yeah. Um, Which is essentially eight hours work a day for 10 years. Yeah. As long as you're doing it purposefully. Yeah. If you're just faffing about, it doesn't count. Well, that's the thing. Some people say experience, isn't it? And it's like, well, I've got 10 years experience. Well, okay. So it's 10 years experience or is it 10 years of doing exactly the same thing every day, which isn't yeah. really experience. That's doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, you just get, I've, yeah. I think I've got about 10 years of doing it the wrong way so that I'd learn every possible mistake. And then another yeah. 10 years of doing it the right way, having learned from the mistakes. I've said to myself that I have to be successful because I haven't got any mistakes left to make. And then I'll make one. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. For, for, for all of those reasons, what I've tried to do is, because obviously I can't deliver all this, but I'm lucky enough to have a team behind me who can deliver it. And so having chatted with them and worked out both what everybody normally asks for or really needs help with mm. and what we can do in terms of, value and what we can get away with um in terms of low cost um yeah we've come up with sort of three models okay um you're being asked what the reasonable fee is so well we're going to get to that um i'm going to walk through all of these if you don't mind no, no problem. 
So they are imaginatively titled Bronze, Silver and Gold. Wow. I mean, you know, we could have come up with more imaginative names, but it's something people understand. Isn't it? Well, just as well um, we're in marketing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they just look cool. And I put little shiny bits on them to make them look more metallic. So. Yeah, I'd, I noticed that they're not on the brand guidelines, but I'd let them let it go. Yeah, I made these up. Don't tell Russell. Hi, Russ. Um, <laughs> Russell's now at my door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm cunningly, I've got the screen behind the camera, so I'm going to have to move my camera a little bit. Um, so first of all, I think it's worth revisiting kind of what I'm giving away already mm-hmm. in, in AE Digital, because there's uh, quite a lot of value going on already. Um, so if you're, if you're in the digital group, you already get, you're part of the group, you get pre-order on any sort of courses or products, you get regular tips and videos and Facebook lives. I'm pretty good at answering questions when they get thrown in or when they get sent to me by message. Um, and I don't think I've ever told anyone to sod off. <laughs> there, time. There, there is, there is, there's a point at which you need to start paying for time if you're asking mm. questions daily. Um, but, you know, and you get first sight of most of the content that I produce, all of that kind of thing. And there's always these optional extras of the, the courses or coaching calls or doing a, a full audit and plan and obviously just getting quotes for work and things like that. So being part of the group already, which costs nothing, um, gets you all of that stuff. But then the three different kind of levels or situations where these levels apply um, bronze is right for someone if they've already got a website, they've already sorted out bookings and automation, but they need support with the website and SEO help. Mm-hmm. That's scenario number one, basically. Um, so you get everything that you get anyway from being the group. You get your website hosted, security, patches, and programs applied to it, all the data backed up every night. You get up to four hours of changes, whether that's design, uh, development tweaks or content tweaks. And you get basically the Google Juice work done for you on a rolling basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff has a value of what we'd normally charge as an absolute minimum. Um, and you, there's also some discounts as a result of it because you no longer need the Google Juice course. Because you're on that level, you get the Automate course cheaper because you're on that level, you get cheaper coaching calls. Um, so it adds up to about 640 quid of value every month and 139 quid of discount. Mm-hmm. And it's 199 quid a month. And that's not taking into account the business impact? No, not at all. I mean, there's a massive ROI on top of the the normal cost of these things. Fair. So, I mean, if you know, if you after two or three months of working on the Google optimization, you add 20 or 30% to the traffic of your website, which is 20 or 30% more inquiries and 20, 30% more conversions to bookings. Then all of that revenue and additional business that came from being on this is on top of all of that monthly value. So um, I think it can really stack up and, 
you know, we're able to do this for a couple of reasons. One, we're set up to do it and we can we can work very efficiently because we've got a process, but also we're, we're spreading this out, effectively financing the work across yeah. the year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's it works for us the way that we've set it up and it definitely works for the recipient. Um, so bronze at the end, as it says, there is support and SEO sorted. Um, then you move up to silver, which is again, you've got an existing website and you need support for it and you need help with SEO and you need all the automation. Um, so, so this everything. is the one that gets me slightly aroused. Now, <laughs> because when I look to look at this, it's I can see the business impact of it quite clearly yeah. because, um, you know, the conversations that I have with clients, et cetera, et cetera, and looking at at the moment, we're saying, okay, how, how efficiently can you onboard a client? How efficiently can you bring someone from being someone who's kind of thinking about having treatment to having one? Um, you know, a monthly investment of, it's what is effectively the profit margin on three clients, yeah. maybe probably two, actually, if you're pretty, pretty, um, pretty slick, um, to give you the ability to essentially onboard massive amount of numbers of clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully the guys have seen the automation talk that I did at AM Live, which is in, in the group somewhere in the video folder. Um, we will, uh, we should, we should flag that one actually. Cause that, that effectively, everything that's described in that presentation is now done for you mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis. So, um, for us in these packages for, for LTF actually get delivering all of this is very front heavy for us because yeah. a lot of the work happens in the first couple of months, but then it's about keeping it optimized and supporting it. Um, so, um, all of that automation work, which is, uh, described in that presentation covers bookings, uh, online payments, automated reminders, uh, pre-programmed email marketing, uh, automated collection of reviews, uh, and a few other things. All of that's now done for you. Um, the whole Google juice program is done for you. Again, you get a package of web support and tweaks all your backups, security, all the hosting thrown in, access to the team who are mm. legendary. and Got an amazing team. Several of them have worked for me for 11 years now. Um, really? Yep. Um, in fact, Matthew, uh, well, Simon, there's, there's two Simons, Simon G and Simon M. Simon M I've known since I was three, and we built our first website together in 1994. Uh, which was not long after the World Wide Web was created. And Simon G has worked with me for probably 15, 16 years. Matt's worked for me for 11 years. So, yeah, it's not like I'm just throwing it over my shoulder to some people per hour guy like these people. I've paid their mortgages, paid their... I've funded their lives for for the best part of a decade and a half. It's a team. Through what we do. And we support each other. We love each other. They are amazing at what they do. They're far better than me. Um, far better. Like, I'm getting old. They have all the good ideas. They're, they're slick. Um, and I'm uh, proud of them. Is it, it's, I think it's, far, it's not far better. They're just more, in, I think, more interested. 
<laughs> I'm still interested. No, I think yeah. what it is is that they've they're at the cutting edge of the implementation side of it. So I've it's enabled yeah. me to go to the strategic side of it. So I I can scope it out. Yeah. I still have the occasional good idea. Yeah. No, no, that's, um, that, that's that's what I meant. Not to uh, you know be too flippant, but um, <laughs> it's more kind of you know like you say it's they're 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 earning it's their ten thousand hours. Not your you know which is what Abs- they're absolutely yeah not yours. Um, so that's so that's silver, and it it adds up to you know, over twelve hundred quid of saved cost, if you like, for for getting it done ad hoc. Mm-hmm. 400 odd quid of discounts and God knows how much return on investment. But if you, if you go to that AM live presentation, you'll see, I did one. Um, in fact, I'll I bring am, it. I'm, I'm digging it out now. So I've just copied the link. I've just got to find the um, page and I'll, and I'll, I'll paste it in. There. I'm going to find one slide from it um, because it's worth just looking at. Bearing in mind, there's eight areas of automate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did a calculation on just one area of automate um, to show an example of how you get the return. So if we go and look at this. There you go. I have just successfully pasted it into the comments. Cool. Can you see that all right? Uh, hang on, I need to go back to the Zoom. Yes, I can see that absolutely fine. Right, so... This is just one of eight areas of the automation work, right? And this is around mm-hmm. booking, booking process and a, and a typical workflow. So someone arrives at the website or from your social media or from an email link, they come into your booking system, they automatically get reminders, they automatically get put in your diary and their diary. It automatically takes uh, their money, excuse me, it can automatically create an invoice in your accounting software and it automatically adds them to a whole program of emails that's relevant to the treatment they've just booked. Right. So that's a one workflow. But then when you look at that, if you didn't automate any of that and you're still doing it the old fashioned way with a mobile or WhatsApp or on the phone, (coughs) each booking is about three hours of cocking about going back and forth, getting the right time and date that works for everybody, uh, booking it in your diary, then manually reminding them all the way through. And you should at least not notionally value your time at 60 quid an hour, at least mm-hmm. when you're working on your business. So that's 180 quid per booking saved. And if you only do five bookings a week, which you're all doing more than, um, that's 900 quid a week saved. And over a year, even if you're only working 40 weeks a year at five bookings a week, that's 36,000 pounds saved of your time mm-hmm. and 600 hours of boring, repetitive manual tasks eliminated just from one out of eight elements of Automate. Mm-hmm. And Automate is now done for you in silver for yeah. 300 quid a month. Yeah. The other thing I think these things do when you have your processes set like this is they make you look slick as fuck. Oh yeah. It's- and the thing is because you are slick as fuck. And when you kind of, you know, it's like when you're trying to do business with someone and it's a bit of a pain in the ass because, and I, I think I've suffered from this as well. In the early days of sorting out the courses and launchpad stuff like that, onboarding people was a pain. 
and you didn't really, and he didn't have it off pat. People had a poor experience, and you get yeah. this sort of stuff sorted. You, it's a great for your reputation as well because you look like you're you're on top of it all. Yeah, because you are. It's it's really cathartic as well because it forces you to go through the automation, forces you to design the experience for your patients mm. all the way mm. through, from soup to nuts, from the minute they hear about you. Oh, that's a restaurant phrase. It's not rude. Soup um, to nuts. Yeah, they used to have nuts at the end of the meal. It's oh, uh, go, it. That's what it means. That's from not soup to thinking. nuts means it's an American phrase meaning from end to end, um, and it forces you to look at that process. So, from the minute they hear about you, all the way through to a year and a half from now, mm. and that's you can automate every aspect of your relationship with that patient yeah. for that whole period of time and beyond. Um, and when you do that, uh, not only do you save all that money and all that time doing it manually, but like you say, you create this very consistent, slick experience and they all get the same. So they all say these nice things about you. They all say, wasn't it great? Wasn't it informative? Wasn't it slick? Didn't yeah. it all happen on time? Um, I had all the information I needed, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I get winner, winner. very winner, winner, chicken dinner. I get very excited about the automation stuff, um, which I think makes me a geek, but I don't care. Um, it changed my business, my own business, about six, seven years ago when I started automating things. Absolutely transformed it overnight. The it's first... done the same thing for the courses, going to see. Yeah. You know, it, it, when we, we had great courses, brilliant product, the onboarding process and the follow-up process were shit. Yeah, we put this in place. The onboarding process and the follow-up process just works. Yeah, um, people who are listening to this who've done Launchpad, you can kind of well recently will probably attest to that as well. It just makes life much much easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember the first thing I ever automated. We used to do, we can do a clever thing with Google Analytics for for companies that are marketing business to business it doesn't work for aesthetics but for Mm. companies that are work uh, marketing business to business we can see which companies have been looking at their website and then Mm -hmm. find out where where they are and give them some details and we used to do that report manually and it took ages it used to take hannah that um works for works for ltf it used to take her about probably 14 15 hours a week to do the reports Mm. Um, and we managed to automate it completely, even down to creating the spreadsheet and emailing it to the customer was completely automated. So we saved 15 hours a week, 60 hours a month, and Hannah did more interesting things like going out networking instead and brought in more customers. So that when I saw that happen, and it had taken me maybe three hours, uh, and I paid a chap on people per hour to do some clever stuff in Excel, probably paid him about 100 quid, um, when I saw the, what that had done to the business, mm. I just I was then ravenous to find <laughs> things to automate, <laughs> uh, and I have been ever since, really. Um, awesome. So don't underestimate the power of that. And then we get to gold. So <sighs> gold is either you want to take your website and digital upper level, or you're yeah. starting from scratch because it gives you all the stuff we just talked about in silver, but also brand new semi-custom website, which uh, is normally two and a half K and an e-commerce function. 
Um, so that's basically if I, you've either got an existing website, which is shit, or you're starting from scratch. Um, and on the sort of discount side, it means Google Juice is done, Automate is done. You're already getting a coaching call as part of the package and you're already getting a full audit and digital plan. So, mm. you know, it's every month, 1,210 quids worth of stuff. In terms of dev work, it's three and a half grand's worth of stuff. In terms of discounts on things, 800 odd quid before you even get into the ROI of all of that. And it's under 400 quid a month. Brilliant. Um, well done. So that's what we did. Um, and now people are joining the waiting list and they've got until Friday night. But the whole thing's, there's a limit because of the size of our team and other yeah. commitments we have. So there's there's only so many of each type that we can do at any one time. So there'll be a there'll be a like a one in one out, basically, mm. unless I decide to hire someone else, um, which we well, might. There we go. So fill this up, and then we can get more people in. Simple as that. Basically, yeah. Mm. And who's behind it, and why should you trust us? Well, you you know us already, don't you? But um, and these are some of Team LTF sat here having a jolly old time, um, and we've done lots of work. We know your sector. Is that Patrick's website? Yeah, so Patrick's website was done not by LTF, but what we did was took that initial work and turned it into their digital marketing strategy Um, and then trained them in-house on how to run it. This one you may recognize. There's also the Aesthetic Entrepreneur's website you could go to and have a look at that. You could also look at that. Uh, This one from... Down in New Zealand. Yes, Lisa. Yeah. Um, and to get on the wait list, there's a website. So it's my website forward slash done for you. Do you want to uh, paste, can you copy and paste that into the comments? I'm doing it now. Awesome. Good lad. Right. Let's take them off screen share because I get the feeling sometimes when you sit on screen share for a while, they all go they all go a bit cathartic and a bit like... We're back. And they're like, boo. Hello, we're back. Everyone's gone. Oh, what's going on? There's two bald, two bald bearded blokes on the screen again. By the way, we are not related, but we could be. You could be, yeah. So two, two right, flavors of the same ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Um, so, so right. So what we covered? Done that. Done that. Done that. Done that. Done that. You've done the large package. So um, last sort of bit to finish off then is I was just talking a little bit about the uh, the R&R, not this R&R, but the renew and rebuild uh, teams that I've been doing this week. Um, the sessions, the webinar sessions that I've been doing. Really interesting um, stuff. So basically what I've been going into in that is um, taking a an elite few, and I actually do believe it's kind of a bit of an elite view because everybody's had the same opportunity. And it's one of the things, this is why I decided to take what was essentially 28% of the numbers out of aesthetic entrepreneurs. It's because um, too, there, were, there was too much lurking going on. There was too much, too many people sat watching what was going on, but not contributing and not getting engaged, not getting value. And 
one of the things I decided to do was, you know, we want to work with people who get what we're trying to do, are on board, but also are going to get value out of it. The only way you're going to get value is you've got to lean in. And I also thought at this point in 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 history, so this is, you know, everyone says the words unprecedented. It is unprecedented. Um, but through these things comes great opportunity. So I looked at everybody who had not engaged in aesthetic entrepreneurs or who were what I would thought is putting low value posts out. So basically trying to sell stuff and I deleted half their posts uh, or they just turned up and not done anything. And I, um, I liberated them. I set them free. Fly, my pretty. Fly, my pretties. I set, you know, I don't want people in who don't want to be in. So I, I set them free um, to go and explore other opportunities. That's a really nice way of saying it, getting sacked. I love that you did that. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 it goes back to the, what you want is you want to work with people that want to work with you. Yeah. And that's when the magic happens. And you also want that pent up demand. You want, uh, you want a wait list. And now yeah. there's a wait list to get into AE. There is a thousand people. Yeah. And if you're not in tough shit, and if you um, what, don't, if you don't lean in, you're out. Exactly. Once a month, we go back through, and there'll be if there's 20 people want to come in. I'll go and look through, and if there's 20 people who aren't engaging, then you've had your shot. Out you go, in you come. If I can't find 20 people, then you sit on the waiting list. You know, it's just that's just the way this works. We want people who want to work with us. Um, and out oh, of that's that, it's that Seth Godin story, isn't it, about the agency? That tell that story. About. So Seth Godin is a genius marketer. You must look at his blog and listen to his mm. podcast because everything that comes out of his mouth is absolutely incredible. I do. Every day he sends some content out and it's absolute gold. Yeah, he has done for about 20 years. He's mm. amazing. Um, but he talks uh, in a podcast with Jason Swank, the digital agency guy. Okay. Um, he talks about this agency in London that was growing really, really well. And the the path ahead of them was kind of the standard path for a digital agency, which is we'll keep growing, we'll keep hiring, and one day WPP will buy us and we'll all dance off into the sunset. But they decided, no, we don't want to do that because we just don't want to. That's not cool. We don't want to do it. We don't want to work for Martin Sorrell and WPP. We don't, don't want to do it. Um, so that, what they said was they're not going to grow at all any more than they had done. They're not going to hire a single another person. And so therefore they had a maximum number of clients they could work with. And therefore they went back out to their current clients and they said, they said, you are our clients and all the people that currently want to work with us are on the waiting list. And we're going to do incredible work for all of our current clients. We're never going to get any bigger which is going to focus on doing amazing things for you guys. But if you cock about and you break our set of values and principles, you're out mm. and the next client is in and you will never come back. And they constantly had a waiting list to work with their agency for about 10 years. Mm. Um, and I think it's what it's the same kind of thing you're doing with the group. And I think it's what everyone should be doing with the, the day the date for which we don't know yet, the day we come back out of lockdown. I think that's how everyone should be treating their aesthetic Mm. practice is you are my patients Mm. and I'm going to do amazing things for you. When we come out of lockdown, I'm going to make you all look absolutely look look and feel incredible for the first time in months. Mm. And (laughs) this is the list. Yeah. 
So get on it. Yeah. And if you don't, and you start dicking about, I'm going to set you free. Yeah. You're exactly. free to explore other practitioners, other people. I think it's, it is the model that works, you know, works, works for me. And it works, you know, in the, you know, we want to build really strong relationships with the people that we work with, how, you know, and take them on that journey. I mean, for me, my kind of goal in the set of entrepreneurs and I'm not, you know, shy of, of telling everybody about it is to build the next generation of, you know, high, highly successful ascetic practitioners or ascetic businesses. Um, and you want to be there at the start, you know, when they make the, the first sort of sale, when you do the first thousand, the first 10,000, the first hundred thousand, you know, the first million and when they sell. Yeah. being supportive all the way through that journey. And yeah, that journey could take five, 10, 15 years. It doesn't matter. Um, you get there, you hit, you hit your goals and you hit your goals. Um, you know, it's an amazing sense of pride I get when people do achieve what they want to achieve. And we've helped, you know, support them to do that. Um, five, you know, a couple of 500 people spending 2000 pounds a year with you is a million pound business. That's not bad going, especially if it's digital, you've got minimal overheads. From a, a clinic point of view, if you had a million pound turnover with a 40% profit margin after tax, et cetera, et cetera, you've got a decent living. It's, you don't have to be greedy. You can su- probably support that number of businesses, that number of clients. You can add real value to them, nurture them, work with them, build really strong relationships. That's a great life for me. You know, and I think a lot of the people who we're working with along that same sort of lines. So it's finding those. And, you know, I've already, say, found 350 people who are not those. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, which I can add to the 800 people that I declined access to a set of entrepreneurs over the last 18 months. Yeah. So, you know, and those who self-select, who, you know, come on to, who don't turn up for the webinar, like I asked them to. So yeah, mm. you're gonna you're gonna come to the R and R sessions, book in and turn up. Each session, I've had a few people not show up, which is not great. Um, I was quite clear that you know if you don't do that, you're kind of selecting yourself to be liberated, set yeah, free. Um, so, um, but yeah, we've got these all these opportunities. The things that Rick's doing, Rick's doing things that we're doing around strategy, helping people grow the business. You know, all you've got to do is lean in. Um, this isn't the place to come just to sort of hitch a ride and watch if you get my drift. Not no many voyeurs. So I think we must be talking a lot because it's quite quiet in the chat. But anyway, we need Yolandi to ask said, what they're doing. We need to do Q and A's now. Yeah, go on, let's do some Q and A's. Susan's there, Nitin, uh, Michelle, Pash Tarsley, Penelope. Uh, Michelle wants to search for presentation. We found that. Um, Elandi says I hate tech I've literally spent five hours today trying to do the YouTube video I know I did get your message when you sort of basically <laughs> demanded to be, can you dem- I demand you help me with YouTube so, okay, <laughs> I will yes ma'am I'll be there in a, I'll be there shortly um, when Yolandi <laughs> asks Yolandi gets Yolandi get, yeah, absolutely uh, managed to uninstall my printer somehow now that's pretty sk- that's some good skills what, trying, trying to do a to find, YouTube video? Trying to do you, trying to create a YouTube <laughs> channel and uninstalling your print. Your you printer. Laugh. Sorry. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I can't even get my head around that. Good skills. Good skills. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Susan's <laughs> apologizing for being late. Not a problem at all. We're just, you know, shooting the breeze. Um, 
chatting nonsense. So, um, but yeah. So, um, as I said, some of the, the R and R stuff. Some of the couple of things, key things I've noticed is one, um, you need to have a strategy, then create the content, and then distribute said content. Those are kind of three things that you look at doing. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. But when people approach sort of, you know, social media and digital, they just run straight into it without a bit of a plan, put some ads together, put some posts together, boost some bits and pieces, just take a big step and have a bit of a plan around it. That would be a first step. Um, and um, a lot of all of that sort of stuff is what we do in, you know, Rick's group, in the Entrepreneurs Club, in Launchpad is help you kind of unpick all of this. Business isn't easy. We know this. But when you've got, People who are, are experts, you know, if you take the definition of an expert being, as you said, is it 10,000 hours yeah. of meaningful practice? Purposeful practice. Purposeful practice. That's eight hours a day for 10 years, purposeful practice, learning your craft. Um, you know, Rick's at about 30,000 hours. I don't think I'm that far off of what I do. Um, there seems to be a, a thing at the moment where, because everybody's basically locked down with a keyboard and a computer, that by having those two things, and access to the internet makes you into some sort of digital marketing guru. Oh, yeah. Um, it, that ain't the case. So, yeah, you know, lean in, take advantage of the group that we are in, take advantage of the opportunity that has presented itself, um, and make some serious changes to the business. Automate this, get the strategy sorted. Um, you know, that's Yolandi's, the only way you'll win. Yolandi says she nearly threw it out the window. Really? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you must have got pretty deep into it to actually uninstall the printer from from trying to put... I don't even know how you did that. That's a whole live in itself, I think. It is. I think It's, it's like saying I was things. trying to cut the grass and the fridge blew up. It's yeah. kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, we shouldn't take the mic too much because you'll probably hit me at GSD. Oh, we're just laughing with you. We'll hit you at GSD. Yeah. Um, Jenny, Jenny posted a good comment. Okay. Um, building a community and taking them along with you is very important, or so important. Who's Jenny? Henderson. Hello, Dr. Jenny. Jenny. Dr. J. Dr. J, who's building her empire as we speak. I've seen photos yeah. of the it, construction work going on. That's good. Take Exactly. Taking your, your community on the journey with you. Um, even if you guys are doing, you know, frontline NHS stuff, I know it's... Um, you might be thinking, well, you know, I'll put the business on the back burner while I focus on this. If you can, just as, you know, look at Neil Pybus's little Facebook lives when he's on his way back from, um, you know, from the hospital, um, taking his, his, his guys on the journey with you. Your clients will forgive you that you are kind of gone back to NHS to do treatments. Yeah. And well, they'll do more than that. They'll love you for it. They'll love you for it. And the other thing is when you're looking at a market who is, been asking me how to differentiate themselves against beauty therapists for the last three years. This is it. Literally, how much more differentiation do you want? This is it. This is I, it. Um, it's... There's a podcast coming up that we're doing. Um, T. John's going to be on it, and Sophie really? Shotter, and uh, some other people. But it's all about mm. NHS going back into the NHS. And awesome. It, it's what you said is the message is that's the differentiator that's yeah. aesthetics being medical that's being medical I, yeah 
ethics, that's patient safety first, all of that stuff. It's it's the good side of it. It's good aesthetics. Yeah. What do you guys think about that, guys? Are you watching? Um, what are your thoughts? You know, getting gays. We just you know we'll, we'll we'll drop into a sort of you can phone in using your phone. Use well, not actually you can phone in using Messenger. Um, we could have a phone in, couldn't we? We could actually have a phone in if anybody wants to ring. Who's going to put their number on the internet? Somebody, no, but somebody could call you on Messenger and you could have it on speaker. That's true. If you want to phone in, you could do that. Phone fact, in now. I know what I'm going to do because I've seen, I'm going to put someone on the spot, right? Someone has just popped up. Anna McFarlane, yes. the winner of our uh, competition. Ah, but she may not know that yet. Well, she's about to find out because I'm about to call her. Let's dial her live. A dial like her live. Morning. Going live Anna, with Phil Schofield. Anna, stand by. So Anna's in, in New Zealand, so she's probably gone shit and hiding. So I'm just about to give her a call. Here we go. Right, pop on speakerphone. I love this. Can you hear that? Yeah, just about. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Anna. How are you doing? Good. You're live. It's, yeah, you're you're live on um, date at eight. Oh, you're kidding me! No, not kidding. Absolutely nailed on. You're live. Um, I'm going to explain to you why you're live. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you're live because you won. The uh, caption competition. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, Got it then. but none of us really know what felching is. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah. So, so you have to. Explain, you haven't lived. You'll have, you'll have to explain it to us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to use metaphor. You can't use the exact phrase. <laughs> the children watching. Yes, okay. So um, think of a chocolate milkshake. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> people like to drink chocolate milkshakes out of a straw. Okay. So I hear. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I suppose you could say... You could make your own chocolate milkshake in a certain way and you could drink this chocolate milkshake in a certain way. <laughs> um, you could squirt it or you could oh suck it or you could, <laughs> you know, blow it, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those um, diverse kind of... Um, Milkshakes. A diverse milkshake. I can't yeah. cope with it. <laughs> do, do you understand? I think we get the idea. Yes, yes. I think we do. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for uh, the, the education. We haven't, we haven't told Anna <laughs> what she's won yet. Yeah. So, um, I not expect that to win. <laughs> no, well, how could you post that and not expect it to win? That's just kind of, you know, well, oh. guess. We've got I a cultural. I'm going to be looked at in a different light after this, but I didn't actually think I'd be winning winning a prize for it. You have, you've really won a prize. Tried. Would you like to know what you've won? Yes. Okay, so what you have won? You're shouting me to the UK. <laughs> I, I'd love to be able to do that, but um, we have a slight, we have a budget on this TV program. <laughs> uh, so what you have won is you've won a our consultation with me. A signed copy of the book, and you've also won an hour-long consultation with Rick 
to get you digitally sorted. Oh, awesome. So all in all, in all that little lot's probably worth about 500 quid. It is, mate, but I've just woken up, just had a coffee. And just woken up, it. just had a coffee, just had to explain what felching is through metaphor. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, but got yourself some swag as well. So uh, there you go. Oh, that's awesome. What a great day. Awesome. Right. Uh, well, take care. See you soon. Bye. Yep. Cheers. Bye. Amazing. We now have quite, phone-ins. This is awesome. I quite enjoyed that. We were having <laughs> phone-ins every time now. Who else can I phone? Everyone's just like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> do not text. Have you got some saying, do not call me? I don't know. The next, <laughs> the next person who says, don't call me, is getting called. <laughs> <laughs> we found a new toy. I love that. I know. Phone-ins. Right, Should so we do gonna, something we're... useful again? Should, do you want to look at the, um, the, the market data? No, I want to phone someone else. All right, then. No, all right. We'll look at the we'll look at the market data and then only quickly. All right, quickly. go on. Then. It's just that I got sent this, and I think it might be useful for some people. Okay. Um, so there's a a platform and a website called Hype Auditor, and it's really good for checking out um, your website, uh, your social media performance, and if you. If you get to the point where you're working with influencers, you use this tool to check out how influential are they really. Um, But they did some reports today about um, how trending topics and content themes have changed whilst Mm. we've been in lockdown. Um, So I just thought it was worth having a quick look because I think it might give some good ideas for content for for some of the guys. Um, So... They say here, being stuck at home during the pandemic, people have been spending more time online and on social. No shit. No shit. So I think Mark Zuckerberg said they were getting more traffic than they get on New Year's Eve, but every day. Well, yeah. Uh, Which is crazy. Um, uh, They've noticed a 122% increase in the average daily follower growth of influencer accounts in the last 30 days compared to the previous 180 days. So big opportunities um and there's there's some data specific to the uk which i'm going to skip to um which is here so they looked at the average daily growth dynamics of um social accounts in the uk by topic yoga interest in yoga related content has gone up by 74 percent uh interest in health up 60 percent cooking up 48 percent chefs up 47% news and politics 40% and all the stuff that's gone down hotels parties vaping <laughs> vaping uh, yeah i don't know why um fashion design and nails um so i think this is quite useful because some of it's obvious but it gives you a really good barometer for the sort of content that's going to get engagement at the moment mm. and that is it's still too early to be talking about some stuff like luxury and brands when you're going out cold, maybe. Um, but, but you can, as we were saying earlier, people that are crying out for getting booked in and stuff, that's mm. fine. You can talk to them about that, but it's about interspersing it with this other sort of well-being, nutrition, mm. health, yoga content to keep it relevant. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, relevance, I think, is the key word. Um, and if you're you're fighting for for essentially share of voice, nails, shoes, fashion design, watches, hotels, they're not going to get anywhere near it. Um, whereas, you know, Joe Wicks cooking, you know, yeah. people are really probably going to be pushing, you know, looking for recipes because you've probably got limited access to certain types of, you know, um, food stuff. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting how America was quite different. So that's the UK you got yoga, health, cooking, chefs, and news. And America is TV channel, <laughs> TV channel. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find me a TV channel on Google. Uh, news and politics, dance, writers, and then yoga. Yoga's consistent. Uh, apparently, people are much less interested in shoes. What's really well, locked down? Makes sense. You know, I haven't yeah, worn mine. I've got, I don't, I've got a fantastic pair of um, of Adidas trainers that I was looking forward to wearing at GSD. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's like literally, it's like, well, okay, can't wear them now. Well, I can, but I was saying to Saf, it's quite, it's a great leveler, isn't it? This lockdown, and it and it really does make you think about a lot of stuff that was previously may have felt important and more important than it really yeah. is well, i think things like um you know things like in, the influencer so when i i was picking up a few new, you know, news articles last week and when you start to see um you know the that kind of influencer marketing thing is obviously just collapsing because all of a sudden they're having to do the selfies in their bedroom or you know in front of the you know in the actual life yeah, and they're it's not on not, a yacht anymore no, but it was, you know, it's now being really exposed for what it is. Yeah. So influence versus leadership. Yeah. And I think, you know, community leadership is going to have real value, real cachet online. So the people who are out there now talking about, you know, helping to, you know, essentially, yeah, helping the community to get through all of this yeah. rather than some sort of vacuous, inane nonsense. Um comes back to what you said about there's a whole load of people right now that because they've got a keyboard and internet, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. think they can do a webinar on digital things yeah and they can do a webinar on digital things but it will be shit and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. like guaranteed absolute dog shit hmm. but um it brings me back to that boys in the hood quote that i mentioned to you the other day you feel that um lawrence fishburne says to trey any fool with a dick can make a baby, but it takes a real man to raise a child. And I think that's Absolutely. what, that's the difference between real leaders and experts and people mm. who are just having a go. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can have a go. Um, but it, yeah, you, you might get lucky and you might get a couple of things at work, but you need to have some, you know, have depth. Um, and especially in times like this, that's when you, people lean on you because they need your, you know, they know that you have depth, different ways of doing things, levels of understanding, uh, experience. That's leadership. That's what, you know, leadership is. And that's just, you know, come back to the point we made earlier about the difference. Now is a great opportunity for, you know, the medical professionals to become the leaders, to step up to that leadership space um, because the community needs you to do that. Yeah. Absolutely needs you to do that. Cool. So we'll take a couple more, see any any questions any more points apparently There's quite a bit of commentary around the phone in okay <laughs> people saying oh my god 
That was cruel. It's funny, though. Anna says, thanks so much, guys. What an awesome surprise. I'm stoked. There you go, see. So Anna's made for hardy stock, stern stuff. I'm not going to put a comment like that and then get a little bit ups, a bit flustered at being... Uh, I love that. ...being basically put straight onto uh, what is essentially a set AETV. Yay! AETV. Yeah. Coming soon. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to go... Oh, you guys make a great duo. Well. Because we've got the same hairstyle, you see. This is it. Yeah. So, right, I'm going to go and drink the rest of this bottle of wine in front of the telly. Likewise. <laughs> um, uh, once, thank you very much, buddy. Um, appreciate that. So, the uh, webinar that you're doing for Allegan, so how do we, so last little thing, how do we get access to that? I will post the registration link into the chat for this live. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, I will be live tomorrow morning um with the aussies and then uh in entrepreneurs club at one and then i'll probably go back live into a set of entrepreneurs sometime early next week um but in the meantime if anyone's got any any questions any points anything that you're struggling with reach out to someone as i said earlier you know being part of this community means something to me hence why you know we wear these we wear our our shields we wear this for a reason. Um, we're here to help you. Um, it's our honour and privilege to do so. Um, but we can't help you unless you tell us what you need. So keep in touch. Keep reaching out. Uh, those of you who have, fantastic. Thank you very much. Those of you who haven't yet and you want to, just send a message. It's You, know, you, put a, you send a message to me or Rick, you'll get a response. Simple as that. You will. You will. Right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Rick, always a pleasure. Have a great evening. Pleasure. And um, I will catch all of you soon. Take care. Cheers, guys. Bye. tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.